Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from Pitchwells.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is May 11th, and yes, <laughs> we are going to talk about baseball. Do you have PL Plus? You don't. Get out of here. This is just for PL Plus members. Thank you all so much for supporting the site, and let's talk about baseball. Uh, we had, well, we had an interesting SP Roundup yesterday. Yes, I know there were a lot of incredible starts and some really bad ones, and the one I wanted to talk about to you was Martin Martin Perez going 6.1 innings, wanted to run five hits, zero walks, and six Ks. I know that sounds crazy. You're like, what, Nick? It's Martin Perez. The fourth straight start of him being effective. It's a proper Vargas rule now. 10 out of 42 whiffs on the sinker as he increases velocity on it. 40% usage. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. It's like Kyle Gibson's 2021 is the comparison I made in the roundup. Something to consider. He does get the Angels next. Maybe you want to say that's the proper test of the Vargas rule, but if you're in a deeper league, you might want to just go after that. Justin Verlander almost threw a no-hitter, and Reed Detmers did. Uh, Verlander is dope and makes his field dope. He's not quite the same guy as last year before Tommy John. So, you know, seven whiffs in this in eight innings. Still, he's an SP2, SP3, and that's really, really cool. While Reed Detmers is not getting the slider whiffs I want him to get, uh, and that is making this really hard for me to translate or at least interpret this no-hitter. Um, he got really, really lucky. Two strikeouts. I mean, in one walk and nine innings. Not quite what you want. Not to mention also 108 pitches. Well, likely mean his next start is probably a little bit worse. There is a no-hitter hangover a lot. I didn't mention that inside of the roundup. Something I'm realizing now. Uh, minimalist score, though, if you don't know that, is essentially when you have at least seven innings of a game. Uh, you take all the hits, walks, and strikeouts, and runs, and combine them into one score. And uh, this is the lowest we've ever gotten. It's an, it's two because you take away one for a complete game. It's kind of wild. <laughs> anyway, I yeah, Detmers, I'm, this is not the game that means he's made it because the slider is just not doing its thing yet. Was it good? Yes. Um, his next matchup? And that's actually a very good question that I should have in front of my uh, front of me at the moment. But because of the hangover uh, that we normally see from guys pushing themselves in starts like these, I would imagine it's not an ideal situation. Is it against Texas? It's up to you. It's up to you. But this is not the guy that uh, we were hoping to see eventually yet. Derek Scoobal did really well. Seven innings, zero in runs. I, uh, yeah. I mean, he's again not co- totally finished either. Uh, the the curveball's coming in um, at just 33% strikes in this one, two for six. While his four-seamer was well-commanded, the slider was around and did fine. Um, it was against Athletics. I'm not really saying like, oh, Tarek Skubal's breaking out right now. He could be, but he still has some development left to go. Adrian Martinez debuted uh, against the Tigers. He throws kind of hard. Um, 93, 94-mile-per-hour sinkers. I really dug the slider. He had 10 whiffs on that. But everything else, not so much. And... Yeah, not really a major fan of this one. Uh, we have Patrick Corbin. I'm not really, just don't go after pa- Patrick Corbin. Small steps. He's doing all right with his slider now, but I'm not going to go after that. Tony Gonsolin against Pittsburgh. Went 0 for 13, CSW on his slider. 
So, whatever. Uh, it was against the Pirates. He went five innings, zero runs, one hit, four walks, five Ks, got the win. Three whiffs total, 24% CSW. Gonsolin is not the incredible uh, starter you want him to be. He's going to get the Diamondbacks next, though, so I guess you're just going to keep starting him. Alex Wood got Rocky Road, and it was a little bit disappointing. He got singled out a little bit. Seven hits and two walks, but zero runs in 5.1 innings with four Ks. 12 whiffs, 20% CSW. He's throwing 93. He's essentially a better version of himself from last year is what I see. Uh, Slive's a little bit underwhelming. It's not getting as quite as many whiffs as we saw. But this is still something you absolutely want to hold on to. Lucas Giolito, ace is going to ace. Freddie Peralta is really close to ace is going to ace. Just had a fastball slider working perfectly. Now you have Kyle Bradish going seven innings, two runs, four hits, zero walks, and 11 strikeouts. 41% CSW as he got a golden, uh, sorry, not golden, a king Cole. Uh, Bradish is a kitchen sink guy, just like with Josh Winder. They're both kitchen sink guys that should be throwing 90-91. Uh, Actually, I'd say Winder's more so than Bradish is. I take that back. Uh, I kind of see them similarly because they're both around 94 miles per hour with a good breaking ball, and they do have some other side stuff as well. But this one, Bradish had 10 whiffs on his slider. I'm sorry, 9 out of 34. Um, while the heater went up a tick to 95-96 in this. And it's good. It, I, I mean, I'm in on this. I don't think he's going to go 11 strikeouts again. He made some mistake pitches he got away with. Actually, there was a two-run runs that he deserved to allow because both were 0-2 mistake pitches on the fastball to Molina and the slider to uh, Bader. But then again, he threw some amazing breakers to Goldschmidt, to Renato, and to many other guys. It's good. Like, he's essentially Merrill Kelly with a little bit more strikeout upside, like a touch more. Think of it like that. Um, like a Toby with a touch more ability for like, hey, here's 11Ks in a given night. All right, cool. You're going to probably do six or seven normally. Uh, and that's good. That's fine. But you're going to have some bad starts when those mistake pitches really, really hurt. So hopefully he's okay. But yeah, I would be adding him wherever I can. He does get the Yankees next. It's kind of a coin flip. But I, I don't think he's going to have to face like the Yankees all the time. And It's like the Yankees and the Jays. Just avoid those. Otherwise, you're just going to start him. Uh, Carlos Carrasco did well again against the, the the Nationals. And the thing is, before the start, I was like, huh, you know what? I really am undervaluing how good his slider has been this year. And what does he do? Uh, gets goes 1 for 10 CSW with it and just 40% strikes on those sliders. What? No! But the changeup was good. And his fastball is a full tick harder at 94. He was throwing 93 before. And normal Carrasco is like 93.5, 93.7. And he was at 94 today. Like, what? That's kind of nuts. So that's pretty cool. Um, I, I don't know how to necessarily grade this because I have this problem a lot where a guy is not at his full potential, but he's still performing well. Is this an indication that Carrasco will always find something that will uh, make him good? Or is it that he's overperforming and these things will catch up to him? I don't know. I think if Carrasco, you're just going to keep starting him and you're not going to think twice. Uh, Robbie Ray was dominant 21 whiffs earned a gallows pole two earned runs two hits two walks and 10 k's across 5.2 innings he had a philly against the phillies which i think is pretty funny his pitch separation was insane this is as good as i've ever seen i kind of want to replace the blake Snell blueprint i have with this one because those four seamers upper third of the zone and then sliders bottom third and below and there's nothing in the middle it's absolutely incredible i if he can keep doing this, I don't care that he's throwing a tick below last year. At least it's not two ticks that we've seen earlier this year. 93.5 is totally fine with Robert Ray with this pitch separation. It's amazing. Start him all the time. Cool to see 54% slider usage. Uh, not really typical from, from Ray. Normally it's like a 60-40 of fastball to slider. Something like that. Maybe 
and to see 54% sliders with a 27% swing strike rate, those are both exceptional. And yeah, it's kind of, kind of great. Uh, Yusei Kikuchi did it again versus the the Yankees. 5.1 innings, 2 and runs, 2 hits, 3 walks, and 7 Ks, 13 whiffs. His slider and cutter have turned into one pitch, and it was good, um, but a bit inconsistent in this one. His heater is still sub-95, and we've seen in the past that 96-mile-per-hour Kikuchi is the one that works, but this was a 38% CSW. Um, I I don't really think that this is actually it because the the uh the new merged uh breaker is not really this overwhelming offering and i don't really buy that 94.7 on the heater from kikuchi is everything not to mention wasn't like the greatest commanded thing ever i think this is a bit of a trap um hunter green has not returned <laughs> it's 98 miles per hour here and two over 47 whiffs on fastballs alex fiedo i uh, made a second start for the tigers seven strikeouts two earned runs 5Ks, uh, his his slider was fantastic. 10 out of 26 whiffs. That is really cool. Um, and really, really gave uh, gave Oakland right-handers a tough time. Uh, I remember this. It was against Adrian Martinez. And, you know, I really did like the um, the, the slider more than the... With Fajardo, I got that confused before when I was talking about Adrian Martinez. The changeup is the one that has the good shape. The slider is eh, not really good. Um, 40% CSW, but the, but Fiedos is the one actually that I was thinking of before. Really nice slider. Yeah, 10 whiffs on that one. Uh, so 10 out of 26. If you can do that all the time, I mean, it was Oakland. I think it made it much better. But there is something to be said if that slider is good. I don't really love everything else. I uh, And I do wonder if he can do it against the Rays, even though they were just no hit. Um, but there may be something here if he does stick around in the rotation, especially with Mize. Well, Mize is doing a rehab start, so maybe... It doesn't last very long. We'll see. Uh, Aaron Nola, man, I just, it's so weird. I don't think he's pitching poorly. It's just things just don't go his way. He's like one of the most unlucky pitchers, I think. Um, I'd still keep going with Aaron Nola and don't think about it. Uh, Madison Bumgarner's a Toby. Uh, Luis Severino, eight strikeouts in 4.2 innings, 300 runs, five hits, two walks against the Jays. The breaker is still not the thing we want it to be. Um, the slider did earn strikes here, though. The changeup did uh, decently well. And the fastball was at 96. It's all fine. Like, don't worry too much about it. I, I am waiting for the breakers to really overwhelm again. And I think we're going to get that soon. It has a good foundation at the moment. I am still very much in. I think the final four months of the season with Severino are going to be very, very good. Mike Clevenger was way better this time. Um, I was worried last time because it was 93.5. And it was 94.5 here, which is a 95. But it's better. Definitely better. And the slider was good. It, it was really, really good. Uh, I, I think it just said good. It wasn't great. I mean, no. It was an 8 over 30 whiffs, which is really good. It was legit filthy. Um, I want to see it with another start to make sure that it is completely back. Uh, but, yeah, you should feel good about Clevenger right now. Um, Packy Naughton, we're not going to talk about that. Garrett Whitlock got roughed up. Three and runs in three innings against Atlanta. Five Ks, four walks. Kind of frustrating to see. You want this... Um, you know, you you want to you want to jump in because it looked so good, and this is now a step back. Uh, he's going to get the Astros next, and ah, man, I don't know what to go with here. He did throw 82 pitches. I think it could be much better. I think the sinker is still really good. Um, this was kind of like a pendulum swing of the other side, right? You had like the really good start before, and then you have the really 
rough one. I think he's neither. I think he's just going to be kind of good. And hopefully has more of the good than bad. Uh, so I think I'm going to go with it. But I understand if you want to jump off. I, I think it's you're in your best interest to hold on here. Um, Wade Miley came back at a still ill. We're not going to talk about him because he's a Toby in the future and not right now. Uh, Frankie Montes, four and runs, seven hits, three walks, and four Ks in 6.1 innings against the Tigers. He still goes long into games, 105 innings. Sorry, five pitches. Um, Splitter just did not get whiffs, only two of them here. And that's the biggest issue. I think it's going to come back, but it's not Gaussman's splitter. It is not as consistent. It is one of the more consistent ones, but it's not as consistent. That's why he had some trouble. I think Frankie Montes is still very good. Cal Quantrill is a Toby, and he still, yep, is that. Same with Brad Keller. Uh, you have Joe Ryan going four earned runs in four innings, and he just didn't have the same uh, same command that he normally does, but I think it's totally fine. You don't think about it. Jesus Lazardo had the start where he got 10 whiffs on his changeup, but few whiffs on his curveball, and I realized that he had these two starts where Luzardo's gotten over 10 whiffs on his curveball, and then everything else, this is now four of them where he's had three or fewer whiffs on his curveball. Kind of interesting. Still, he's at 97 miles per hour. And the fact that he had his change of getting whiffs and doing well, I think is a good indication of, hey, hopefully Luzardo has at least one of those and it should be fine. It wasn't fine here, but I think Luzardo, you don't need to worry about this. And Antonio Sensatella, I don't think about ever. Same with Bryce Wilson. Corey Kluber went eight earned runs against the Angels. Under 90 miles per hour, not good. Cutter and breaking ball weren't good. I, I just don't really think that you want to be chasing this. Um, you know, it's not a question of like, oh, if Corey Kluber's on the field, you want to start him. I think he's just the Toby, and Angels are good, so you don't really want to do this. I am in the questionable starts here as a coin flip, and I kind of regret it. He's at the very end of it. I remember being I some conflicted on it, and I messed up. There you go. Uh, Kyle Wright. Uh, this is bad. Six hundred runs, seven hits, four walks, four Ks. You've been following these p- podcasts in my SP Roundup. Um, this was 4.2 innings. You would have heard me say in the last two starts that his command was not nearly as good as the first three. But I've been brushing it off. I've been saying, you know what, Kyle Wright really was good. And I think the curveball is still very good, which it is. And in this one, yeah, very, very hittable. Uh, so I would still stay with Kyle Wright. If you want to sell high, go ahead. But I think it's, you're in your best interest. Like, whatever you get back, I think the chance of him returning to form is better value than whatever you'd get back at this point because this feels like the nadir right this feels like the bottom of value after this so i'm going to just keep starting get the padres next you should be fine that should be fine all right uh looking forward to today uh the streaming picks for today are shoei otani alcantara mclanahan mcgill evaldi gilbert kelly cobb barrios i'm starting all of them barrios is the interesting one as i talked about yesterday he's a great undulator you start him uh, Miles Michaelis, uh, Jose Arquiti, Chad Cool are all in the probably start tier. So is Ian Anderson, Jameson Tyone, and Nick Martinez. Ian Anderson against the Red Sox. Maybe after yesterday's start, you might want to push him down a little bit more. I'd, I have no problem with that. Same with Jameson Tyone. But I am going to be streaming Nick Martinez against the Cubs. I think you guys should be doing that. I think this is a, you know, after coming off of seven and run, seven, seven innings and one and run, Nick Martinez should be able to do well against the Cubs. Uh, no, I don't think it's going to be a no-hitter like it was with Reed Demers yesterday. That's sheer luck that I happened to get another streaming no-hitter. It's wild. Um, questionable starts here. Adrian Hauser, Aaron Zavalli, and Vince Velasquez. Velasquez, it's, I guess, a coin flip against the Guardians if he has his whiff. So that's why I put him there. Zavalli, on the other side of that, 50%, uh, th- sorry, 30% curveballs and 30% cutters in his last start. 
that could work out. Um, and it could be the path to redemption for Savali. While Adrian Hauser gets the Reds. I mean, that seems pretty good. I know he didn't do it last time, but it's a coin flip. He was on the wrong side of the coin. Could work out this time. The do not starts here. I can see people go for Zach Logue or uh, Ryan Pepio. I got it. Uh, Zach Logue gets the Tigers and Pepio gets the Pirates on the Dodgers. It could work. He's gotten seven strikeouts and four straight minor league starts. This might be something that people are picking up and going after. I just don't do MLB debuts, so I'm not doing that. But I get it if you want to. Well, Logue is a Toby and a streamer, and he goes against the Tigers, and maybe that can work. We'll see. But it's, uh, everyone else, I just do not want to start. All right, it's Wednesday, which means it's buy and sell day. So I'm just going to look at Fantasy Pros at roster ship percentages and see if there's anyone that I see is awfully high or awfully low. And I'm looking through it right now. Um, I mean, Valda, remember Valda's at 90% is pretty high. So is Adam Wainwright, 89%. But, I mean, this is the typical stuff. These are Tobies who uh, are going to be drafted and just not doing enough to get dropped yet. So that, that makes a lot of sense. Garrett Whitlock at 78% is a little bit high, but that's, you know, you're getting in on something, and I totally get that. Cal Gibson at 72 is insane. Uh, Drew Rasmussen and Christian Javier. Christian Javier at 66% seems awfully high, considering that he's inconsistent when it comes to the rotation spot. Hyunjin Ryu, I've gone over that one before. Paul Blackburn is a Toby, and so is Cal Quantra, both at 57%. I think those are going to be falling. Chad Cool, 55%. You might want to sell high if people are really thinking about that, but I don't really think it's going to be selling. Really, I think people are just going to... I uh, just rostering and seeing what's happening. I uh, and or, not, or really just kind of Vargas ruling it, and that's that. Josiah Gray seems like a sell high if you can sell it high, but I mean he has a high whip. I don't really think that's much of one. Uh, Zach Plesac in fifty percent of leagues I would not trust, but the slider is coming back, so I uh, will see. Um, I mean, really, these are a lot of guys that you expect of just like not that good. They're all Tobies, and that's why they are where they are. Like. Aaron Savali and Brad Keller and Taiwan Walker and Dylan Bundy. Like, why are these all above 30%? I don't know. People are just trying to find things that are anyway decent. Well, now I look at and I see that 20% range is very small. Uh, Keegan Thompson is there. Oh, Lord, do not do that. Michael Lorenzen, though, 24%. That should be higher. Tyler Anderson at 25%. That should be a little bit higher, too. I mean, he should be with the other Tobies, and he plays for a winning team. Uh, but in the uh, sub-20% levels, Bruce Zimmerman is at 20%. He should be higher than, like, Aaron Savali. Or uh, some other Tobies that we mentioned. Dylan Bundy, yeah. He's not there. Aaron Ashby is getting regular starts, so keep in mind of that one. He's at 10% rostered still. Um, let's see. Who else? Oh, Martin Perez. I love when the Aspie right. He's only at 14%. That could be a Vargas rule that you want to go after. Uh, Dane Dunning is maybe a Vargas rule right now with his command. Detmers is at 6%. He's probably going up in roster ship. We'll see how that slider develops. Daniel Lynch is maybe going to be their fastball and slider uh, separation uh, with good whiffs between them. With more starts, that might work out well. Jacob Junis is just at 5%, and so is James Caprillion. He is tomorrow's. Uh, James Caprillion and JT Brubaker both are really low roster. They're both going uh, tomorrow, and both are decent streamers. Brubaker's at 3%. That's coffee cakes. And James Caprillion's at 5%. Both are op- good opportunities for tomorrow's streams. While Jacob Junis has such a good slider right now, and that could actually be something as well that you'd want. Uh, but yeah, those are my major, I'd say, buy lows and sell highs. Right now, there's nothing too exciting that is just shouting off the waiver wire outside of those players I just mentioned. Um, if there's someone that you're really curious about that's uh, that you think deserves to be higher or lower, let me know. There's Jordan Hicks at 10%. 
but he hasn't gone over 70 pitches yet. And I think once we see that, maybe he does against Baltimore tomorrow, I will get a better sense of it, but it doesn't seem like he has the overwhelming ceiling that we want him to do with his 100 mile per hour velocity. Uh, but yeah, I think that's going to do it for today's edition of the Plus Pitch Podcast. As always, thank you all so much for being a part of PL Plus. And my name is Nick Pollock. May your babbups be low and your strikeouts high.